From the Brooklyn Paper Building in beautiful downtown Brooklyn, this is Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm your host, Vince DiMasselli. No, no, that's co-host, Vince. That's co-host, because that's right. Gersh Kutzman, a legend of the game, is back. Vince, what do you think? Well, it's nice to have you here, Gersh, as a guest on the show. Here with uh, my co-host, Tony Rotono. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Did I pronounce host. that right? I Co-host, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, co-host, very good. And, of course, Jimmy or Johnny or whatever his name uh, is on the board. Johnny, if you could. We're Let's trying to not do... bury the lead, Vince DiMasselli. Let's not bury the lead. We are trying lead. to do something today that in the annals of Brooklyn Paper Radio, and in most radio, has never been done. We have three hosts on an afternoon drive show. This is three hosts on an afternoon drive show. Now, we're going to try not to talk over each other. No, yes, we're not going we're gonna to talk over We're going to try to make other. sure that, we, that we're all talking at different times. When we get phone calls from people, if they call in, we, it's going to be very difficult to see who's going to answer the questions, who's going to answer the questions. You know, given the fact that we have a guest on the show with, who will be phoning in later, you probably should say that this is the first time in the annals of radio history that you've had three well, co-hosts. That's, that's a very good whoa, segue, whoa. Gersh, because the person that will be on the show, why don't you tell us a little bit about her, but, and we'll talk about some other things, because there's a lot to talk about, Well, we've got Catherine Gates coming on the show. She's the author of Deviant Desires. It's the classic story about America's obsession with deviant sex. She's the, she, we'll talk more about her, but I want you to know, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, and I know you are because you heard the tweet that I would be on the show, hang on, she's going to call in in a couple minutes, we're going to have a nice chat about deviant desires, and, I, and when I say deviant desires, obviously I'm looking at Vince DiMaselli, a handsome man. Well, what's the connection to Brooklyn, Gersh? This is Brooklyn Paper Radio. Why is, why is Catherine on the show? She will be appearing at Powerhouse Books on Monday, February 12th, from 7 to 9 p.m. Powerhouse Books in Dumbo. in Dumbo. And she is a former resident of Brooklyn Heights. Really? She used to live in the Heights? In my research on her, yes. I did not know that. Yes, See, so that's why ask her. That's why it's great to have guys like Tony on the show, because first of all, they care. And second of all, they're doing the research that I'm not doing. Message, I care. You also got the deputy and the chief. Which is the new name of the show in my mind. Who's, whose voice is that? I don't know. Every yeah. week. The Every deputy week. and the chief. Nobody said four guys in the room. <laughs> Every week that happens. I don't know why. But listen, there's a lot to talk about because Gersh, you know, was a uh, co-host of the show for a very long time. And then he went away because he took a job at Newsweek. Now, a lot of people might have heard Newsweek's in, Newsweek's in the news, right? Uh, Newsweek is, is very much in the news. Um, it sort of can't stay out of it at this point. Point of information, Vince. I yes. took an important job at Newsweek. An important job at Newsweek where Gersh was in charge of breaking news. Now, yeah, had about 20 reporters under me. 20 guys working for him. And when, women. When Gersh came to me, uh, talked to me about this job, he asked me if he should take it and stuff like that. I said, you know, it sounds like a good move. I don't know what Newsweek is. I don't know what its finances are. I don't know how long it's going to be around. I don't know if it's run by it's like some kind of Ponzi scheme. Yeah, run these by, would have been good questions <laughs> by to get religious the answer freak. Of. I don't know if the entire board of directors is under indictment. I don't know any of that. At the time, who knew? All I knew was the Paul, DA knew. Actually, the true. DA knew. That's true. DA. We should have talked to the DA. <laughs> Apparently, every every job we go for now, we first have to have a chat with the district attorney's office. And that's the way, way to go. To... All I knew was Paul Simon mentioned Newsweek in in a song. I think right. Put you on the cover, Newsweek, right? Me and, and we're Julio. on our way. Hey, I don't we're know. We're on going. And at one point, it uh, you know it had merged with the iconic magazine editor Tina Brown's digital enterprise, The Daily Beast. And I knew that as a former alum of Vanity Fair, which was helmed by Tina Brown before. You're dropping that Vanity Fair in there like Harvard guys drop Harvard in there. Well, you know, the funny thing about Vanity Fair is that there was a 2001 article that in which our guest today was featured prominently in about sexual fetishes and sexual culture, um, 
one in particular which was really alarming called stomping or yeah. crushing. That's not sloshing? I think it's called crushing. Where, squishing? Where, where, or squishing or, I don't or stomping. Splooshing? I'm pretty sure it's crushing, although maybe we should submit these yeah. different terms for new names. Where, where, where men get pleasure from watching a woman step on live animals. Mm. Well, it's in other words, what? it's coming. It's coming full circle for you, and I'm using the word coming obviously. It, yeah, no, it, it came full I circle, and it's about to come again. Nice. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to argue with but any Vince, of this. Vince, where were you going with the Newsweek story? Because I, so think I was on the edge of my seat. Here's what happens: Gersh takes the job at Newsweek. And as is often the case, he's in charge of a lot of things. Just like when he went to the Daily News, Gersh was like in charge of lo local news? Or were you in charge of breaking? What were you in charge of? I was the deputy managing editor for news, for all news. Like all news. Gersh comes in and he's like... It's a big deal. Know, no, it's like they it's have a, a parade forum and everybody's excited. And then within two weeks at the Daily News... About a month. About a month. It took about a month. Gersh was made assistant like features editor. Oh, wow. No, no, no. That decline took a little longer. I was made assistant to the deputy managing editor of news. Then I was made assistant local editor. Then I was made assistant features editor. Well, that's and what eventually happened. they made me just writer. Right. Col <laughs> no, columnist. Content provider. Yeah, content provider. Content provider, Gersh Gutsman. No, and all Gersh ever wants to do is run something. Something that's, big, something small. All he ever wants to do. And so you now, have passion for it. He goes to Newsweek, right? And I call him, hey, how's it going? Oh, not so good. Well, what's going on? Oh, well, they demoted me. What do you mean they demoted you? I'm in charge of politics. I mean, I'm doing... Uh, no, I'm the deputy. Deputy? deputy <laughs> I'm the politics desk. Deputy politics editor. And I'm just like, what is going on with Gersh Kutzman? Why is it every time he gets a new job, he gets demoted? Point of information. Why do you phrase that as what's going on with Gersh Kutzman? I would say what's going on with the rest of the world. I, yeah, I would agree. Maybe Gersh Kutzman is a threat. To no, no, no. those we, people who you know don't want him to become that's their manager. That's not that, Tony. You went, you went the wrong conspiracy take. theory. Oh, the, huh? the entire media landscape is having the California-like flash flood and, 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 and raging conflagrations, and yet they don't turn to Gersh Kunstman. They turn away they from turn Gersh. They turn away. How do you know Gersh Kunstman isn't the guy with the fire hose putting out that blaze? You'd be the first person I'd call. There we go. Well, that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing with Gersh Kunstman. You'd think he'd be the first person you'd call, but... It turns out that apparently that's not the case. And what happens is this is number two. Now, if this happens a third time, maybe the problem aren't these bosses at these big-time media papers, media companies, media conglomerates. Maybe the problem is Gersh Kunstman. Have you thought about that? Wow. I have thought about that extensively, and I'm glad you raised that issue, uh, Vince. As you know, we're going to be talking to Catherine Gates about deviant sexuality. Sure. And I'm open to that topic. As far as my personal professional career, Vince, I still believe... The entire media landscape is wrong. And everybody out there doing the same old thing, chasing the same old clicks, needs a little of that Gersh Kunstman magic. And they're that just deviant. not seeking it out. You, you are the deviant in their midst. And look, Carly Simon said it best. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. That was about you, right? It makes me feel sad for the rest. But she also said, you're so vain. That was a different song about a totally different relationship. It wasn't you. For, no, look, it might have been. Carly versus Carly. She's never actually admitted who it was. No, she never admitted who it was. A mm -hmm. lot of people have thoughts on who it is. Yeah. My, my thought is that it's Gersh Kunstman. No question about it. Guys, look, I am just... But more <clears throat> importantly, to close the circle on this part of it, it's obviously my fault. I get it. But I'm so proud and pleased to be here with you because I would rather be on this radio show... Talking with, about Gersh Kunstman. <laughs> with you people <laughs> than with the finest radio show hosts in the world. Yeah, I know. Well, who else is going to give you this forum? Well, I mean... 
Nobody. It's a good question. <laughs> Nobody. Not, it's a but I'm going to ask news, the tough questions. I'm going to ask the tough questions of our of our guest, who's going to be calling in in a couple. Actually, of minutes, we're calling Catherine. her for the record. Oh Jesus! All right, no, we're going to call her in a couple. Like. But I have to. I do have to say one thing. Uh-huh. As you know, I'm I'm in the WT. I live in the Windsor Terrace, the WT. I'm trying to bring sexy back to the WT. <laughs> and the Brooklyn paper did a great service to me this week by informing me, Colin Mixon joined, of the opening of Ample Hills couple of blocks from my house. Yes, on Bartle Pritchett Square. I just Square. wanted to take a moment to A, thank the Brooklyn paper for doing that kind of granular reporting that informs the community of important developments in the community, and also, pull back for a second, I'm getting an Apple Hills! You're getting ice cream. Close by. You can walk to it, and then walk back home. It's probably, what, like a half mile there no, and back? quarter mile. Oh, quarter, quarter mile, mile there and wow. back, or quarter mile a there? Quarter mile there, and a quarter mile So back. that's a half mile there and back, as I first stated. You could play the tape, Johnny. Play back the tape. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Half so, mile. Yeah. You're right. right. So you work. So you get a little exercise while you're going to get your ice cream. I think that's fantastic. That's. I okay. mean, it's going to burn about eight calories of the 300 calories. But well, anyway, could... I was very excited, and I think, and I've said this to your bosses, Tony. I've said it to your bosses, Vince. Uh-huh. Bring me back. That's the kind of work I like to do. Ultimately, local news is my passion, and not just. Stories about ice cream parlors. No. I'm talking about the Pulitzer-worthy coverage you guys are already starting to do on the Neftali Ramirez death case with that garbage truck, mm-hmm. the one in Bed-Stuy last week where the, uh, the guy was bragging on Facebook. Bragging. bragging on Facebook about how he didn't have a license. I mean, these are the kind of stories nobody else is doing. Why hasn't the Times weighed in on Neftali Ramirez? It is shocking to me that no one else has picked up that story. So that's what I'm saying. Bring me Actually, back. The, the Post has Bring done a pretty decent job. Bring me back. Bring me back. Everybody, bring me back. Bring, bring me back. back. <laughs> See, I got a chant going. Do you hear that? <laughs> that was good. You had you and Tony. We just, we just need to get a logo. I noticed Vince did not yes. join in. I, every week I'm on this show in years past, and I said, Vince, you're a handsome man. I, I, I think you're great. Great guy. Doesn't even join the chant. you hear that? I can't wow. join in the chant. I have a, I have, I have like some, some kind of power over this in some way, shape, <laughs> or form. He needs to be, uh, yeah... Unbiased. Exactly. I'm gonna get you know. I'm gonna get our guest Catherine Graham, the deviant sex woman, to, uh-huh. to chant, "Bring him back, <laughs> bring him back." So let me ask you a question. You talk so much about what you're trying to do, what you were trying to do at Newsweek, what you were trying to, do, yeah, at the Daily News, not having all this clickbait stuff. Why are we having a deviant sex writer on the show? This seems like no, clickbait. No, it's not clickbait. There's it's a, a good question. Between, there is a difference between clickbait and serving a public need. And the public, look. Sex sells, I'll admit that. But the, pu- but the reason sex sells is people enjoy talking about sex. Mm-hmm. They enjoy watching people have sex, and they enjoy having sex themselves. Why do you think the first popular sex, um, you know, first popular sex talker, so to speak, was, was, was uh, Ruth Westheimer? Yeah, the, mm, Dr. Dr. Ruth, Dr. Ruth was an- initially... But why her? I'll tell you exactly why. Because she spoke frankly... But not gratuitously about sex. But wasn't it because she was an old lady? Like no. for some reason, she was, she was an old lady, and she was kind of non-threatening accent. Well, although that, it was German. That sort of describes like why C. Everett Koop, for example, as Surgeon General, he put on that white coat with that beard, and suddenly, oh, he's a medical professional. Yeah. Very official. Ruth Westheimer, though, took the 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 gross, purient element out of sex. We all sexuality is one of the most basic. It is the most other than breathing the most basic human urge, I believe. And I believe Ruth Westheimer said, you know what? I'm a short little old lady, but I still have sex. I still enjoy it. I want it. I think about it. Nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think I don't think that it was like that you ever thought of Dr. Ruth Westheimer as having sex. I did. In fact, yeah, if you see <laughs> pictures of her... She often talks yeah. and tweets about her sexual... No, but her... She's still alive? Yeah, yeah, she is. Her husband, right. 
Her husband, if you go back into the records, her husband was a strapping man. I mean, you think Vince mm-hmm. DiMasselli is attractive. This guy was like the, the hunk version of Vince DiMasselli. You'd be more so hunk. I'm saying you could have sex with So Bruce he was like Westheimer. George Clooney. <laughs> no, he, no, it's like the, uh, kind of uh, the attractive Jewish central middle Europa kind of like chiseled. Uh, I'm trying. I'm thinking like Kurt Waldheim, but I'm trying to take out the mm. Nazi part of him. Like sure. really, you don't want to have that. Really hand, attractive no. European good looks. I knew nothing of. Doc- I, I knew nothing of Dr. Ruth's. Uh, no, husband. Dr. Ruth definitely enjoyed sex and is not ashamed of it. And that is what that is the bridge, the hill I want to die and on. And that was back in the '80s. And then after that, there was who was that other guy? That guy who used to be on with Adam, uh, with the guy from The Man Show, Dr. Phil. Not Dr. Oh, Phil. Uh, Adam Carolla? Yeah, Adam Carolla had a show. No, but that's the other guy. Wasn't he like a, a sex talker guy? But that too? was clickbait. You Carson see, that's the difference. What Carson about Daly. um what about the local treasure Robin Bird, whose oh, yeah. sex show still appears it's on? It's a local treasure in Manhattan. We don't no, want to that. Brooklyn. But Robin Public Bird television. But, but Robin Bird was ostensibly a porn show. Like she would right. she, it was about the 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 salacious quality of sex. But Dr. Ruth and our guest coming up next. Mm-hmm. They study this stuff. They're not just in it to, right, to get not, a little. They're not in it for the clickbait. Right, or, or the clitbait, if you will. <laughs> they're in it. No, they're in it just to, to talk about what, what is it about, what motivates you. And, and a good thing about Catherine Gates is she actually has published, we're going to talk about this later, something called a kink map, mm-hmm. which explores. And I'll, Johnny, put up a picture of the click. You got the, the kink, map? kink yeah, map? Yeah, you got it. Good. All right. If you're on our website, look at the kink map. It's, it just maps all of the human uh, taboos, what you call taboo. Medical bondage, smoking bondage, necrophilus, crushed pancakes. Ooh, necrophilus it's is all that? this stuff oh, wow. that people do. And I'm and obviously I'm talking about defecation. Sure, it's gotta be on there. Well it is. It's on the map. It's on the map. It's on the map. Anything you can think of, right? They used to say whatever man can uh, conceive, he can achieve. Well, the same thing is true about sex. If you've thought about it, hmm. or if you've seen I don't know. You go to Pornhub all the time, Vince. I know. If you go there and you there's like menus and it's pulled down, and one yeah. of them is like fetish, and then you click on that, and then there's like a thousand a fetishes. Sub-menu. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. And like I never even heard of some of these. I mean, from what Vince tells me, I have never even heard of some of these things. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk to Catherine Gates about. Are you going to get her on the phone, Johnny? Yeah, you want to we call her? Call? Yeah, it's time call. to call her. A lot of rubber on the cover of that book. It looked like we'll talk about it. Wait, you, but very quickly, how how did how did you guys meet? How did we meet Catherine? No, no, we were in a bar, Vince and me. Yeah. That's where all great stories start. Sure. Vince that's and I are in a bar. Vince and Gersh walk into a bar. Yeah, and we run into Daniel Power, who runs Powerhouse Books. And who would have known that Powerhouse Books is owned by a guy whose last name is Power? I did Max not know that. Power. And you know what he says to us? He says. Vincent Gersh, loving the show. Yeah, you guys show. are doing a great job. great job. I had to tell him I hadn't been on the show in four months. But he loved it while you were on it. He did. And he said, you guys should put Catherine Gates on. And I'm like, tell me more. Deviant desires. And I was like, stop right there. Right you there. had me no, a deviant. Yeah, yeah. So let's get her on the phone there, Johnny. All right, and we get a you dial John's nine. trying to, he's trying to get the phone. Once we he's get her on. things off Actually, the hook, should I read the intro while he's doing it? Yeah, but do the intro. Okay, I'm going to do the intro. So, uh... Tony, I was telling Vince, sometimes on Brooklyn Paper Radio, we do a long-winded, pre-written introduction to show the gravitas and respect we have for a particular guest. Hello. That's her. There she is. Catherine, is that you? That's me. All right, you were on Brooklyn Paper Radio, and as you listen, Gersh Kuntzman is about to introduce you. But we're live. We're live now. We're live. But he's going to introduce you while while you're on the phone. You ready? Yep. 
All right, Gersh, go. So as I said, Catherine, sometimes on Brooklyn Paper Radio, we do a long-winded, pre-written introduction to show the gravitas and respect we have for a particular guest. And today is no exception. Now, I will ask my attractive co-hosts, Vince DiMaselli and Tony Rattuno, to not cut me off as I do this. Is that okay, Vince? We'll try not to. All right, you can say okay. Anyway, okay. Our, next, our next guest is Catherine Gates, author of the seminal, or perhaps I should say, given the context, seminal book, Deviant Desires, Incredibly Strange Sex, which came out 20 years ago, but is being reissued with a new deviant behavior by Powerhouse Books, our friends in Dumbo. Now, Gates' website calls her, quote, a woman of numerous skills, a few of them useful, but she's being modest, because in addition to her book, Gates has written for The Village Voice and, obviously, The Position. She also curated the exhibition Kink, Geography of the Erotic Imagination, which ran at the Museum of Sex. Well, that's in Manhattan, but still, it's an important institution in 2007. She's also creator of the Kink Map. We spoke of that earlier, which basically tries to map out all our weird, I didn't mean weird, I mean completely legitimate desires. And Johnny's going to put up another copy of the Kink Map on our website right now. All right. So we welcome Catherine Gates to Brooklyn Paper Radio. And Catherine, I need to start right in with the tough questions, because it's what I do. I love sex. Probably, probably more than anybody. But I don't love the idea of someone defecating on me. Now, what is wrong with me? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. You oh. like what you like, and you don't like what you don't like. You know? The, uh, the scat thing is certainly one of those uh, untouchables of the kink world, you know? You, you ask any kinky person, okay, what's one thing you really don't think you want to do? Mm -hmm. And they'll all mention that one. Well, and then so, they do it, and it opens them up to a world of kink? Well, no. I mean, I think scat isn't for everyone, oh. you know, and the, the appeal of it is very particular, though it's not often what you assume. Um, it's not necessarily about disgust and humiliation so much as it is about service. Um, mm, I interviewed mm -hmm. one guy like who service. wants to basically serve as a beautiful woman's toilet. Ah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. It's the idea of sort of performing the ultimate service to somebody that he admires. Well, I am coming around on this. I am coming around. <laughs> you know, I had the same thing with a New Yorker editor once, but we don't need to go into that. No, I pro I pledged to clean his bathroom if he would just give me a job at the New Yorker. I, I literally, that's a side issue. Anyway, Catherine, that's very interesting to me as someone who's not into what you call the scat thing. Mm -hmm. But I got to I gotta bring you back to another type of what you call deviant uh, deviant desires all that, all that, what's that, that latex stuff? What's the, what's the appeal mm. of that? Hmm. Well, I mean, latex I has a great appeal because it has, you know, the, it's a core kink. It's one of these kinks which has the, the properties of touchy-feely and smelly. Oh. And it's something that we probably came into contact when we, with when we were young. It mm. has a very distinct odor. I, I see it as kind of a cross between vanilla and B.O., Hmm. But other people yeah. see it differently. But, you know, it's... Sometimes my car smells like that. <laughs> well, so that sounds good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it something that Melaroma. somebody might uh, have a very strong attachment to that when they're a child. And then as they get older, they are able to sort of use that sensation mm. and that smell to add excitement to something else. Add, add excitement what, to what, sex. What, what about play. what about stuff that hurts? Uh, that's an that's another area. And you what is the, what's the equivalent of that? You call the pooping the scat thing. What's the hurt stuff? Bondage, <laughs> pleasure through pain. Okay, so we're, now, now, I have never 
ever had pleasure through pain. Like, I get a cut on my finger, I'm like out for a week. So Paper who, cut's the worst. So who loves yeah, that? Is. And who yeah. loves that? And what do they love about it? Well, some people, I think some people are just wired as if the pleasure and pain centers of their brain are somehow connected. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no real explanation for that. Um, I think that pain, you know, obviously they have that scale when you go to the doctor with the little faces, you know, and the really unhappy face and yeah, all I'm that sort unhappy. of stuff. So there's a scale, and some people want a little bit of pain, you know, hmm. maybe just a little bit. That sort of it gets the heart beating a little faster. It's a little surprising, you know, it causes muscles to clench, hmm. and that can be a good thing at the right moment. What um, about, what about, like, I've heard of the people trying to, like, like get choked out while they're having sex or something okay, like that. Okay, well that's really not safe. Any kind of breath play is a very, very dangerous place to go. Wait, is that on the kink not map? Not a good idea. Is that Don't on the kink map? At home. I think that's on the kink map, though, isn't it? Yes, I I do put things on the map. That people do. And what do you but call that? that? I don't think people need, should be playing with unless they really know what they're doing. Yeah, that sounds very dangerous. That sounds very dangerous. Do not try this at home. And if Vince Jr. is listening, do not try this at home. He's not listening. And I wanted to point out to our listeners out there, we are going to have two different versions of the show this week. There'll be the unedited version, which you can listen and hear everything we have to say, and there will be the edited version, which of course will Johnny's going to work More really work hard yeah, okay. after the show <laughs> and beep out everything that needs to be beeped out. So, beep. so Johnny, get the. F- All right, we got to wind this down. Any last thoughts, Vince? Uh, I think we we've just about covered it all. We've literally covered it. Tony, come on, you got one last thought. Tony, what are you into? Seriously, what are you into? Vanilla. It's vanilla, am I right? I'm I'm into yeah. I'm pretty vanilla, minus the bo. I'd like to think. Yeah. Well, one time Gersh was he was uh, we've stayed in hotel rooms together, and he was sleeping, and I heard him talking about a Diane Sawyer. Oh, you, mm. Diane Sawyer is barely even a fetish. That goes without question. But the, the weird one was when he was acting like a lobster and demanding he be thrown in the pot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's right. that's, but that's, Which, just it. that's when that's, you're asleep, that's Tony. That's pain is pleasure. That's right. That's maybe. pretty scary to me. All right, we got to wind it down. Catherine Gates, it has been an absolute pleasure and not a pain. That's Not good. a pain at all to have you on the radio. Not at all. Just as a reminder, Catherine, of course, is the author of Deviant Desires, Incredibly Strange Sex, which came out about 20 years ago, but is going to be reissued by Powerhouse Books, and she's going to be at Powerhouse Books Monday, February 12th, 7 to 9 p.m. Catherine Gates, thank you for joining us on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Thank you. Call anytime. All right, Thanks, we'll see you Catherine. there. Thanks, Catherine. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. 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 We good? She was good. She's a total pro. Yeah, she, yeah. she really knows what she's talking about. I mean, well, but you've been studying. She's been stu- studying this stuff for years and years yeah. and years. I mean, Decades. I've been doing it for years and years and years. And you don't know half as much. No. I don't know. How much? What percentage is like a hundredth? I uh, literally, I knew, know the baked bean thing. You knew about the baked bean thing? Oh, baked beans. I didn't on. like baked beans before. <laughs> I can't <laughs> look at refried. <laughs> I can't look at baked beans the same way. They call it, I they, they call it pork and beans for a reason. <laughs> We're going to go to the supermarket yeah. after this, Vince, and I'm going to be walking in the baked bean shelves, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, something's happening. I'm feeling <laughs> something. It's like, I don't even know where it's coming from. <laughs> all right, it's your show. It is my show. It is my show. I want to say it's been a pleasure. This is like the last waltz. And I'm Neil, <laughs> no, and I'm like Neil Young saying, you know what? It's not my show, but I have to say it's been a pleasure being on stage with these people, the I finest people in the world. I love it when Gersh walks by me and goes, "Top that," <laughs> and I say, 
Why, by taking a dump on the stage? <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to. You don't know what that's a reference to? No. It's the last waltz. Nobody took a dump on the stage in the last waltz. You don't know the Neil Diamond story in the last waltz? I mean, I know that when Neil Diamond comes on in the last waltz, everybody goes to the bathroom. No, Neil Diamond comes on in the last waltz, and he does his song. Oh, Dry your eyes. Dry your eyes. Yeah. Take your song out. Right. It's a new ball. So the story been... is, yeah. he walks off stage, and he walks right by Bob Dylan. Okay. Mm. And he says something like, top that. You know, or something <laughs> like that. And Bob Dylan says, well, wait, what, I'm going to take a shit on the stage? Is that really true? That's a true story. Look as it up. Long Google as the stage it. consents. Um, Johnny, you're going to Google that for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> that right? No, I got to say. It's a it has to be a, consent a consenting stage. If we learned anything. Yeah. I mean, Neil Diamond is a bit of a pop culture joke, but, but the performance of the song was great in no, The Last Waltz. I, and I don't think, would Dylan, I mean, Dylan's a jerk. But would he have said that to uh, to Neil I, Diamond? It's a story that I've heard and that I read about. It's just funny that Neil Diamond would say, "Top that, Bob." It's like yeah, I don't yeah, see, he's I Bob don't, Dylan, hey, you know. Hey. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. All right, well, anyway, that. Tony. But he's Brooklyn-born, so we love him. What I was trying to say, Tony, it has been a pleasure being on the show with you. I've you been are a, a total being on the show with you. Well, you're a total professional. You ask good questions. You, you listen to the answers, and and it's just you always have an insight, Vince. You're a handsome man. I've enjoyed being on the show with you in the past. Maybe I'm coming out of retirement. I don't know. It's nice to have you here, Gersh. You, but you know what happens? I fall back into my old ways, which is I just sit here and I let Gersh do the talking. You're good at talking. And well, I have an interest in deviant desires. I mean, come on. I you mean, don't call me on to talk about no. a, about a development project in Brooklyn Heights. No, I'm not, no there's no reason to. No, you can't. I, ice you cream. Can't. You should yeah. ask her about ice cream. Oh, man. You might have that, never have gone that. to that Ample Hills. Oh, After yeah. you heard what people do with ice cream. Talk about Ample Hills. <laughs> hey yo. All right. So sign us off. Come on, Vince. Come on. Listen, I want to thank off. I want to thank Gersh Kunstman for Woo! coming on yeah, the show today. That's right. Helping us out with our guest, Catherine Gates, whose book is called What's it called, Gersh? Deviant Desires Incredibly Strange Sex. Reissued by our good friends at Powerhouse Books. down in Dumbo. I want to thank Tony Rotuno for being here once again. Thank Just you very voice much for having reason. me. He's thank the voice you. of reason Deputy. on the show. And I want to thank Johnny here hey. for not mentioning Pony Boy Curtis from The Outsiders. That's when, right. When thank it was you. Brought up. I was, was wondering what that was. I did that, I, and I kept them off. Pony Boy. There you go. So thank you, Johnny or Jimmy or whatever your name is. Yeah, Johnny Q. No, you don't. And we'll see you next week on Brooklyn Paper Radio.